Hi, Tara Christie, President and CEO of Banyan Gold, here to talk about Banyan's exciting ORMAC project. 2021 was a great year. We put out our 4 million ounce resource on our ORMAC property and we've drilled 50,000 meters of which we've been announcing results steadily and continue to announce results. Uh, moving towards a resource update here in 2022. We're well funded, about to start exploration here again in March. It's going to be an exciting year. We've got a really clear plan on how to continue to add value for shareholders. And uh, we've demonstrated that we follow up on what we say we're going to do. So great to talk to you again here, Matthew, and look forward to your questions. Good to see you again, Tara. Um, lovely to see you again. Happy New Year to you and all your shareholders. Um, you hit upon a, a, a few things I want to get into, which is obviously having a, having a clear plan. And of course, you've raised some money. But first, a little bit of reflection. For you, your share chart is unusual. So general trend is up uh, for a gold exploration company, that is unusual in 2022 and even 2021, quite frankly. Um, what do you put it down to? What, what are the kind of moments last year which kind of def defined um, success for you? You know, it starts with getting good shareholders. And, you know, when I took over the company in 2016, it already had quite a few shares outstanding. But I really had to go and go to the market and find shareholders who understood the story and were willing to invest in me and my management team. And so that was the start of it, because the people that I've primarily placed in the financings are people that know this is a longer term game and understand where it's going. Um, then it's quality asset. You know, that's another key thing. Um, and then you got to have a plan as a management team and deliver on what you say you're going to do. And we've done that. Um, and the geology was there. We believed it was there. We put together a geological model. We told people what we hoped to achieve with the money that we had. We went out and did that and we were efficient. You know, you look at our exploration costs, $5 per ounce is excellent um, cost for an exploration company. It shows that we really are using our dollars efficiency efficiently. 85% of the dollars we raised to date have gone into the ground in exploration, so we don't have a big overhead. So I think that's really helped us to develop shareholder trust along with getting the right shareholders in the registry. And, and that's something you continually have to do is make sure you've got the right people behind you and, and communicate what the plan is so that people aren't disappointed um, when X happens or, you know, surprised when Y happens, um, it should be a pretty straightforward story. And sometimes we're criticized because our story is too straightforward. Okay, we're going to go here. We get there. Okay, next plan. We're going to go here. Um, but that's part of what I think exploration um, needs to be, is to tell a story and then deliver on what you say you're going to do. Right, okay. So coming to the right shareholders and, and communicating with them clearly about what you're going to do and then delivering it, 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 it does sound uh, easier than it probably actually is, um, <laughs> but the but the asset component, right? Okay, so you're you're you know 0.6 gram per ton um, asset, four million ounces, which, which which is great. You, you're you're building real real size there. But again, there's an audience of people who think, okay, well, low grade gold is hard to mine. So you you've obviously got a nice base, but you want to going to build the grade component to this. So how are you going to go and do that? Well, I guess before we say that low grade, the thing that you need to have when you have low grade is scale. And that's something that we have in space. And I guess just look at the Powerline deposit itself. And remember, Powerline was a brand new discovery in 2019. So we haven't had tons of time, lots of projects to get to 4 million ounces, get 20 years of exploration. Powerline 2019 was the discovery holes, 100,000 ounces in the original resource in 2020, and now just under 3 million ounces by our resource that we put out in 2021. And what's also really important when you have low grade is strip ratio, 
0.34 to 1 on power line. That is an exceptionally low strip ratio on surface. Um, that makes a huge, huge difference. So uh, those are, when you look at grade, you got to also look at how much material do you need to move to mine it, um, which is your strip ratio. So yes, this is a hard deposit to find because we do not have what some other companies have, you know, big exposure of rocks on creeks and hillsides. We have low rolling topography, which is great for mine building. And, and kind of swampy, lots of cover, um, not a lot of exposure, that makes it a little more difficult. So we've got to use our database. So finding that higher grade is hard. But if you saw our press release this morning, we're seeing two distinct trends at Oryx Hill. And we can see these east-west trends. We see it through Powerline. And we're seeing that one gram material. And we're really excited, looking forward to what, we're, what we've got from the results. We've got another group of holes that are 1.3 kilometers out to the east, which some of those are right in that trend area. So we're looking forward to getting those. Um, do we think we're learning how to target higher grade? And do we think there's some there? Absolutely. And the other thing, you know, if you went back to our resource and you looked at the sensitivity table at Powerline, we chose 0.2 because it big bulk heap leach, people really want to see scale. But if you'd have chosen 0.5, we would have still had 2 million ounces at just under a gram. So that, you know, when you look at it like that and how we model this, we aren't at our PEA yet, but we'll have optionality when we get there, when you have scale um, and when we're going to find these areas, which we know are, are right near surface that have higher grade, there's ways to design your mine plan when you get there so that you maybe mine the higher grade, particularly if it's at surface, um, sooner in the mine plan so you get earlier payback and then the lower grade stuff later on in the mine plan becomes you know, gravy. You look at Kinross's Fort Knox and, you know, they're effectively putting run of mine uh, on their their um, heap leach pad and they're making lots of money at it. So, um, and it's not, it's like 0.1. Um, so that's been a tremendous success story. The key is getting your capital paid back by having your good mining plan um, that actually gives you that higher grade first. So um, is it there? Well, we're still working on it. And I think what we're doing this winter is really digging into our database. We've hired a few technical experts, which um, bring some new perspectives and have seen this uh, other places. And that's really going to help us in our targeting this year. So uh, that's why we haven't put out our drill plans yet, is we really want to spend some time digging into the data, getting those results so that we can uh, continue to deliver good results and show that this property really has a lot more to give. Okay, and I did want to talk about Jason Leal in a second and some of these the new, new hires, et cetera. But, but just, I think it's important for, there's a big new audience kind of coming into mining. Mining is a tiny, tiny sector compared to most other verticals. Um, and the number of investors is, is, is huge if they can, if, if we can point their eyes towards this. But this low-grade component, you, put, you pointed a couple of things there in terms of strip ratio, um, the, the, cost, the cost of capital, repayment of that capital, et cetera. But what are, what are the other factors for you when you're looking around at you know, similar you know, true peer analysis? When you're looking around um, the, the marketplace and seeing who's succeeding, what are the factors that you need to be cognizant of when you're kind of building out this story for, let's say, someone else to come in and take you guys out and, and actually get this thing into production? Or should you choose to go down that route yourselves? What, what's important to you? Well, looking at our other peers, you know, how do we compare? Um, when we get the scale, we haven't started to move to indicated yet because, again, we want to find those right areas before we start to convert it. 
But the thing we have that really differentiates us is our infrastructure. We've got a power line already across the property. We need 50 meters, that's meters, to get the power line across the highway to our camp. Um, and yeah, you probably put in some additional on-site lines, but you know, that is, and it's right to a hydroelectric dam that's only 50 kilometers away, so it's green power. Uh, that's a huge advantage. We've got communications already on the property. There's cell phone service. There's fiber optic cable already going down the property to Victoria Gold. That's a huge advantage. An all-season road that's maintained by somebody else. It's the main hub highway. It goes right through there along with the all-season road to Victoria Gold. That's Those are huge, huge advantages, which, you know, I, I look at what Victoria Gold had to do. They, they had to build a substantial amount of road. They had to put in the power line. They had to put in all their communications. Those are really significant costs. So that can't be underestimated. And the other really key thing is jurisdiction, you know, security of tenure and security of permitting process. Yes, the Yukon has a a, a you know, tier one permitting process, which means it takes time and you have to make sure you get the community involved. You have to do the science right and the technical work right. But it does have a clearly defined process that you can go through. And there has been a heap leach mine that's been permitted in the last five years. And that's a huge advantage as well. So, you know, whether or not we take it down the road and do all the technical work and get it through permitting, which our team is very capable of doing, um, or whether somebody comes along and wants to acquire us. I think it's too soon. You know, I, that's one of the reasons why I think we're in a little bit of a race is, is we are getting to the scale where people are going to start to take notice and we need to get this down the road enough so that we can really get the value that shareholders deserve out of it. Um, uh, because, you know, it's been a, it's been a long journey and we're this market, you know, we're, we're undervalued for where we should be in this market and in a better gold market. So that's the job that I have to do this year is to get out and tell the story and make sure that, you know, everybody knows about the project from the corporates who might be interested down the road. And, you know, corporates don't just come and say, hey, I want to buy that today. They need to actually get familiar with projects and and um, jurisdictions. And I think Yukon, they are starting to get, in, you know, involved with. We see Newmont, Dignique, Gokin, Ross, um, you know, have all made investments in various companies in the Yukon. So they, they, they have vetted the jurisdiction. But we, we do need to, uh, as a company, make sure that we show why our property is better than maybe some of the others and, and what advantages it has. Right. Okay. And, and but if I okay, you mentioned one of the names there, um, Victoria Gold. Obviously, they're, they're you know looking at the MDA um, to end of uh, September. They're they're point eight four. You're point six. Obviously, that's a thirty percent sort of increase. Well, slightly over, you know, a, a, th a third increase on where you're at now. So the importance of the grade I is real, especially when you sort of. And I'll say this in the context. But Matthew, they're actually point six four. Was their life of mine grade? Their first two years, they mine point eight. But we could, you know, increase our cutoff grade and pick, you know, 0.5 and mine one gram material for the first two years. And that's mine planning, not necessarily the grade of the deposit. Okay, so, so it's, this is where I get really important nuance here then. Obviously, you know, you can sort of high, high grade, well, Victoria, like high, obviously going for the high grade because they want to kind of pay down any, any debt they have, you know, get to that kind of free, free uh, cash flow uh, position because it, Mining's tough. It's 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 things things pop up, things happen. You've got to pay for that, and there's an ongoing operational um, co component to this to be profitable. Now, we we could talk about the price of, price of gold going forward, but I, I I I don't want to do that yet. I want to focus on for for you. You've raised some money. 
you, you say, right, we think we may be able to, you know, look at some some higher grade. There's a lot more work to be done. There's a lot more scale to be to be built out here. So what are you going to do with this capital? You, do two, you did two raises last year, most recently in December. You, you're good for cash. So you got options. Yeah, we started this year with 19 million, uh, which was nice. Um, and raising that money really was because of a good quality shareholder. It was only, uh, you know, there were three subscription agreements in that 12.2 million financing and very solid shareholders. So if you look at our chart of, of how our, it breaks out, we now have basically 38% high net worth individuals and institutions, not including Franklin, which is 9.8%. And then we have Victoria Gold at 11%, Insiders at 7 and a Cisco development at just under 4 uh, which only leaves us 30% retail. So that, you know, we really do know where our shares are now. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a, that gives me a block of, of almost 70%, um, which I'm pretty confident is going to be there in, in financings when we go forward. So it's good, solid money. And yes, we use that new life financing with a no four month hold, which was a, a great thing to you know, some people like to use that because not because they plan to sell the shares, but because of how things look on their balance sheets for liquidity and other things. But um, I think that's a good change for some Canadian companies. I think it'll be really terrible for you know companies that are are ter are, are desperate to raise money because they will have people selling right away. Um, but what's important for us is now that solid shareholder base is really going to help us move forward. But we take that money very seriously. Our planning. Uh, this year is, you know, we're we're spending the next three months before we start drilling in March, and we've been messaging that we're going to drill 25,000 meters this year, which obviously we'll end up with a, that would leave us with a lot of money in the bank, which is one option. You know, the markets are a bit uncertain, and my job as a CEO is to always make sure we have a very healthy treasury, not leave us in a position where we're we're vulnerable to the market or we run out of money. So um, we're being cautious in how we plan. There's no, our project, you know, we can ramp up our exploration anytime if we wanted to spend more of that money. Um, right now we're, we're targeting having about, you know, somewhere of nine to $10 million by the end of 2023 so that we could go into 2024 and we're going to wait and see what the market does here. Uh, we can ramp up and drill 40,000 meters if we want to, because our property we could access basically all year round. You know, we shut down in December this year, about December 7th, I think we shut our camp down and the weather got cold for a little bit, but you know, we could be drilling right now if we wanted to. It's actually pretty nice weather right now for drilling. So um, some of my guys are like, how come we're not going now? But that uh, um, taking a little bit of break to do the technical work and really think things through, we have a huge database. And you know, some people do have that exposure I was talking about, the biggest value we have is our database of what what we've um, we've drilled and what that's telling us. So doing some work on that and really setting ourselves up well for this season will help us spend our money really efficiently. Right. Okay. But, but I think most CEOs wanted 2022 to finish halfway through 2022. But look, here, here we are. It's a new year, new opportunity. I say your general trend is up in terms of the, the share price. That's what it's all about for investors. But for you. You can't rest on your laurels, right? You've always got to keep this thing moving forward. You mentioned some new hires and there's some of these technical analysis. So why have you done that? Why, why bring in the additional cost? Well, it's to look at things a little bit differently. You know, we've, uh, we got this far uh, with our geological model and we've been very successful. 
But again, you know, targeting that higher grade, understanding where there may be the, the intrusion or intrusions might be that are feeding this system. It's obviously a very large system. You know, we have five and a half kilometers now where we've got mineralization. And remember, power lines only, the resource of power line is only 1.2 kilometers. We've now got five and a half kilometers. Well, have we found all of it yet? Do we think it continues further? We do. Uh, but where are our best targets? That's a lot of area. And to drill it all off, um, it's going to take a very long time and a lot of drill holes. So if we can be more strategic in how we spend our money, and if we can find some of those higher grade areas, it really can change change the story. We've got a few holes out there which will show that, yep, there's lots more of this low grade, or a few point six is low grade across the property, but where's that higher grade? How can we find it? How can we target it? The other key thing that we've brought in help in is, is on our metallurgy. We're planning a very robust program. We spent quite a lot of time the first part of it was getting the samples organized. Uh, five and a half kilometers of strike length, that is a big area. You can't assume it's all the same, making sure that you actually get the right samples and enough samples to the lab, uh, which we did this fall. We got them all shipped off so that now we can do a robust testing program throughout 2023 and really make sure we understand the metallurgy of the deposit and across the deposits. Um, Powerline and Oryx Hill really are, are the ones which are more exciting. Um, but remember, it's early days. People say, why haven't you done all the metallurgy yet? Remember, we only made the discovery in 2019. Our first resource was 2020. For metallurgy, that's really not a long time because, you know, the leach cycles, if you look at Victoria Gold, it's 150 days. So um, that's why you want to make sure you're doing it right because it's not only an investment of the money into metallurgy, but it's time. Once you've started something, if you haven't got the right things going on, um, you know, you're going down the wrong path and it's taking you a long time to find that out. So I'm not a metallurgist, so we made sure to, to hire both a consultant that knew what they were doing and worked at, at Heap Leach Mines, but also an advisor to help, um, you know, kind of like, you know, in the, you always have in the army of the people that ask the questions from the other side, uh, to take the negative point of view just to make sure that you're asking the right questions. And I think that's part of, of what you need to do because as you said, lots of different things can happen in mining. There's been lots of projects which um, come up with challenges which were unexpected. And so we're trying to check off all those things well in advance of a PEA. You know, we're starting to do some more work on the geotechnical, uh, making sure that, you know, our logging this year will help us get that information. And we bought some extra instrumentation to help with that. We're expanding our baseline environmental program because you need to have two years officially, but really three years of data. And we did start our program three years ago, but it is time to ramp it up to get more data. Um, so this project could be in a position to be permitted um, as soon as you know we figure out what the project is. So that's all, all in the works for this year, um, which is a lot of behind the scenes works, but it, and some of it's not very exciting, but it's really important to de-risk this project and really set it up for success. Right. Okay. So, are you sorry? Are you committing to a time frame for the resource update? We've been saying by mid-year. You know, we want to get all of our assays back if we can, or at least most of them. Um, we do have the advantage now of having that on-site prep lab for next year, which I'm super excited about. Should get us month, month and a half timelines um, from when we get the samples in, um, and it also reduce our costs. We aren't going to have to ship all the the samples to Whitehorse to the prep lab and and bring them back later when they want us to move the material. That's going to be a huge uh, logistical, people time saving, money saving, um, and also give us our results um, in a much quicker time. So that's an, another thing that will be a game changer for us this year um, and a huge advantage. 
Absolutely. And, and it leads on nicely to something which most companies have been avoiding last year, which is then putting out some numbers behind it, an economic study behind it, primarily because the inflationary environment we everyone was operating in last year, it was terrifying. People got penalized if they did. They got penalized if they didn't. Uh, different companies came up with different strategies about how they manage that uh, narrative in, in the marketplace. Um, what, what's your view on that? You haven't made any commitments yet, have you? So the only commitment we have is to earn 100% on our property. We have to do EPEA by December 2025. So that's lots of time. And market timing is everything, as you know. And the first key thing is to have your project that you know is going to be economic. You never go into your PEA without actually knowing where you think you're going to end up. Yes, there can be some variables in it, but on the geology side and the mining side, you before you actually announce when you're going to do it, um, most people, I would think, have most of the answers already worked out. Otherwise, you're playing a pretty risky game. Uh, and that's not something I do. You know, I try to be very methodical in how we do it. Um, we add value when we do our PEA. Doing it in a market where it's not going to be appreciated like last year, would not have been a benefit for anybody. So um, you're better to just sit on your cash and wait than to do that. Not that my shareholders have given me my the cash to do that, so that's not my preferred. My preferred approach is to move this forward as fast as we can, uh, adding value for shareholders, but being a little cautious. You know, I'm not going to put us in a position where um, if the market's not going to appreciate it, that we're rushing to do some study for the for the sake of doing some study. People know what these projects are. The key thing is find that grade, get the scale, um, and make sure people understand how valuable that is in this jurisdiction with the infrastructure that we have. Right. Well, look, Tarek, look, that's a um, great update. I, I, I think I get, I get some reassurance from the fact that, you, one, you've got money in the bank to choose your timing on you know things that you you, you want you want to feed into the marketplace, um, where, where others haven't. So that, that, I think that's good news. Um, I've been intrigued to sort of see what the new team come up with in terms of a, a plan, a drill drill plan. Um, and maybe come back on and tell us about you know what you think that looks like for 2023, albeit at a kind of paced um, rate. Um, so I appreciate your time. Good to see you today. Uh, well done on last year. Um, you know, you, you seem to be. I think this, this. Do you think the gold market is going to do you any favours this year, or do you very much believe? Well, we'll control what we can control. I mean, you've got to have a view on gold. Oh, I'm a gold bug. I've been a gold bug since I was ten years old. So that's not going to change, and that's partly why I I have to always have that careful side of me planning. Um, do I think we're going to have the opportunity? Yes, and so. Our, our planning involves that really ramp up as well. That ability to um, is always there so that we could advance this very quickly. And that's part of getting the people in the play in place, making sure we understand where our best targets are so that we have that optionality. Um, you know, I think the next couple months will be pretty telling. We always go into, you know, March when there's the PDAC and, and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's not good for the sector. Um, I'm I'm planning for good, and I'm uh, I'm excited about you know even where we've started this year. Um, I I think there'll be some good news for miners, and certainly our plan we're gonna we're gonna add a lot of value for shareholders. I'm I'm excited about our team that we've built and uh, what we've got in place for this year. So um, and again, having money in the bank, we actually can just focus on the technical work that we need to do and how we're gonna deliver. We don't have to be stressed out about what the market's doing day to day. 